The Bible. It's the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. This sacred book is living and active and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Stay with American Family Radio for the next hour as we study God's Word and take your Bible questions. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Well, happy December 1st. This is the American Family Radio Network, and you're listening to Exploring the Word. Alex McFarland, Bert Harper, and we are in the Gospel of John, and we'll continue that today, and plus your Bible questions, and so it's just a great day, and you are tuning in on the right day. But Bert, uh, this is a special day because, you know, the month of December is very special, and the message of Christmas is that Jesus is our living hope. Now, we are so committed to that wonderful good news that we actually have a button that says that, don't we? We certainly do, and today has become, as I said, an expected uh, blessing. And each year, the last few years, we've had a special guest uh, to promote and to tell people about these buttons that AFR, AFA makes available for people to wear and share. And uh, I know when I do that and I have them, they'll stop me and they ask me about the buttons. And so that is a glorious thing to do. And so it, in these buttons, let me share with you, they have a history. Uh, Brother Don Wildman, he was so creative in so many ways, and he came up oh, yeah. with the idea of the Christmas buttons. You remember when you had the war on Christmas, Alex? Oh, yeah, and I think it still goes on to a <laughs> still degree. Still goes on to a degree, but it was, I mean, they would verbally say it. And uh, Brother Don came up with the idea, hey, let's do some buttons, and it has taken off. And one of the men that AFA, AFR, has been blessed to connect with is Brother Jerry Lawson. And he, I mean, you talking about wearing and sharing? Uh, I didn't wear mine today, and he mm-hmm. gave me his, so I put it on. I'm telling you, I'm wearing it right now. Brother Jerry, it's good to have you back on Exploring the Word. Bert, Alex, it's just a delight to be with you two gentlemen. Well, well, listen, that that's generous, Alex. Gentlemen, I mean, how you like that? It, it, brother, <laughs> I, I appreciate you more than you realize, but thank you for making time to be with us, and thank you for the way that uh, God is using you to influence so many people for Christ at this time of year. The joy has been all mine down through the years, and I hope the glory has been all God's. Amen. Amen. Well, Jerry, tell us about where you pastor and uh, what's going on there. How's it going? This December 24th will be 25 years that I've been in Ackerman, Mississippi at the Enon Cumberland Presbyterian Church. Okay. Mm-hmm. How, now, did I hear 25 years? Yes, sir. Alex? That's what a testimony. That That is ruining a lot of percentages because most of them are less than two years, and here he is, 25. Well, that tells you something about Brother Jerry and his love for the Lord, his love for the people. But one of the ministries that you have are these buttons. And tell us a little bit about it, and maybe a story about that, Brother Jerry. Well, uh, I started teaming up with Brother Don in 2006. And uh, I think that year I passed out maybe 200 buttons. Uh, already this year I've passed out 750 and I Praise just picked up Lord. another 2,000 buttons to go and start distributing those. <laughs> and uh, wow. so over the years, it's it's been my joy. Uh, at my age, at Christmas, you just want your family to be together and everyone to be healthy. I don't need anybody giving me anything. I know. But I sure enjoy giving people something. And these buttons, I've never really given a button to a person that did not want the button. And uh, here in the South, when you hand one of these buttons to people, they just light up and they glow and they thank you for giving them that button. And it begins a conversation about what does Christ mean to you and what does he mean to me? And it's just a blessed fellowship. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, uh, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about the Jesus, Our Living Hope Christmas button. Now, you can find these. Here's the website, super easy, resources.afa.net. That's resources.afa.net. And you'll see you get a pack of 10 buttons just for for $8. And what a witness uh, 
10 buttons come in a pack for $8. And what this does, it does support the ministries of AFA. But you go out there, and Bert, Angie and I have worn these in years past. And the, the beautiful thing about it is you go out and maybe you're at the store, at the grocery store. You strike up a conversation, remind people about Jesus, and then you give them the button and they go on. I've, I've yet to have anybody turn one down. So this is an opportunity we need to take advantage of, I think. It, you really do. And again, Alex has already told you how to get that. Uh, you can go to afa.net and then click on the AFA resource tab, and you can order them. Or you can. Now listen to this number. Write this down if you don't want to do it by internet and you want to talk to someone to order them and I know how that is this is the number 877-927-4917 and you can order those Christmas buttons again in a pack of 10 for eight dollars but they'll tell you and you go online and find out too they get cheaper the more you purchase and so that is good so 2000 like brother Jerry Listen, that that is amazing. But that number again, 877-927-4917 or go to afa.net and click on the AFA resource tab. Now, Brother Jerry, uh, 2000, what was your first year that you teamed up with Brother Don on this? About 200, 250. Okay, wow. And it has expanded and gotten bigger each time. Let me share this with you. For those that say, well, the buttons doesn't do anything. We have wristbands. Now, I'm telling you, you don't see them as easily as you do the the buttons, but they are there. And listen, we got those, and they're available as well. And so don't forget the wristbands. Keep priced in Christmas. So, Brother Jerry, um, again, tell people again the joy that's been yours to share those buttons. Well, it's just amazing to me uh, how God will bring people into your life. He's already gone before me. He's cultivated the ground. There's some people that have maybe a spiritual need, uh, somebody that's going through a very difficult time in their life, and uh, maybe they see the button and they come up and they start a dialogue with me. When that happens, that's like permission marketing I could now talk to them about my faith, and I don't have to worry about offending anybody. And mm-hmm. uh, so at, at, at Christmas time, I get the greater blessing, I think, out of giving a button out. Uh, I was I was telling them earlier, I was, I was checking out uh, yesterday at a grocery store, and I had a big buggy full of grocers. And uh, they're so short of help this time of year. And so I was going to help the lady out and sack my own groceries. Mm. And... This young lady comes by and she says, uh, if you don't mind, let me help you sack your groceries. And I said, if you don't mind, let me give you this button. And she lit up like the 4th of July. And and she said, two weeks ago, I gave my heart to Jesus. And you gave Amen. me that button. And she says, I'm going to wear it from now through Christmas. Uh, Amen. And what a testimony to me. And I just I hugged her neck and uh, she just blessed me. And uh, she left with a blessing. God got the glory for it. Amen. Well, Brother Jerry, Alex here, and you, you know, if you if you listen to Bert and, and I, we love Christmas. And I want to ask you there at the church, how do you guys um, utilize December and Christmas to share the gospel? How, In your opinion, how can churches maximize this month for a gospel opportunity? Last Sunday was the first Sunday of Advent. It's the Sunday of Hope. Right. And we're to prepare the way of the Lord. So we have a service on Sunday evenings, uh, the first Sunday of Advent, called Hanging of the Greens. And we decorate our sanctuary, and we invite the community to come out. And uh, the church will fill up on Sunday night, and uh, we use all age groups. And each year we do it different, but we try to share uh, the nativity. And uh, then... Well, this coming Sunday night, depending upon what the weather is, we do a live uh, Bethlehem scene. And last year we had we had hundreds and hundreds come through. We gave them a Christmas button as they were leaving and thanking <laughs> them for coming. And uh, we have a Christmas cantata. We just do all kinds of activities during the month of December to share the message of Christ, and we invite the community to be part of our 
our Advent season. Mm-hmm. I found it out, Pastor, <clears throat> Christmas time, people are more ready to respond really? yeah. to the buttons, but also to attend church as well. And make sure that service, your people are ready to receive them in a warm way. Make sure the gospel, regardless if you're hanging the green or if you're doing a, a Christmas musical, uh, a drama, that the gospel is presented, a living nativity. And when you do that, there's going to be people that will respond. So, And make it a matter of prayer. You want to you saturate everything in prayer, Absolutely. don't you, Brother Jerry? Absolutely, yes. Amen. And so, Alex, listen, let's give that information one more time. Uh, where can people order the buttons? Well, the website, resources.afa.net, and you'll see it right on there, Our Living Hope, the Christmas buttons, a pack of tens, just going to cost you $8. But I would encourage you to uh, stock up, stock up, because this really is a witnessing opportunity, and people are so hungry. Bert, I was just reading, and Brother Jerry, you'll appreciate this too, uh, a Newsweek article that came out uh, November 30th just about the people that have stopped going to church, and yet... There is a hunger, people feel stress, there's depression. People need what only Jesus can give, forgiveness, restoration, reassurance. People are spiritually hungry, and we, we have the answer, and it's the Lord Jesus. And these buttons, you go to resources.afa.net, and the Jesus Our Living Hope Christmas buttons, a pack of ten, it will enable you to not only brighten somebody's day, change somebody's eternity. Amen. Brother Jerry, thank you for being with us today, brother. It's always a joy. Well, it's, it is a joy, but it's an honor for me to be here, and I thank you all for what you all do up here at AFA. Well, it's a joy for mm-hmm. us, and thank Give you God for people glory. like you. Hey, Alex, we need pastors more like Brother Jerry, don't we? We, we really do. And, brother, is it uh, Enon Presbyterian? Am I pronouncing that correctly? You are E-N-O-N. Okay. Cumberland Presbyterian. That's it. Yes. Uh, and I, I bet people Presbyterians are Facebook. like Baptists. You got to identify which branch, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but, Brother Jerry, thank you again, brother. We appreciate that so much. And let me give that phone number. Order those buttons 877 927 4917. And you will be blessed to wear them and share them. And people stop you and admire the button so you can give one to them. Again, we'll be back right after this break, and we're going to finish up John chapter 12 today. And then in the final segment, we will take your questions. Again, thank you for listening to AFR. This is Pause to Pray, a chance each day to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today, we pray for Robin Hutchison, administrator of the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. Her office regulates the trucking industry for the United States. Psalm 91 verses 11 and 12 reminds us of God's protection in our travels. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Right now with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask you to guide Robin Hutchison as she works to ensure safety in the trucking and bus industry. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team, a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, go to pausetopray.org. If we call Jesus our King, Dr. Tony Evans says we need to get serious about obeying Him. If not... Well, he's got a story from his childhood that illustrates what happens. We'll hear about a hard lesson his brother learned as we spend two minutes with Tony. He was the Maryland State Wrestling Champion. And when he was getting all this notoriety throughout the state for that and for playing football, he got the big head. And I don't remember what it was, but my father asked him to do something. And he said no. To which my father said, let me clarify if you're going to stay here, you're going to do that. So my brother, all big and bad, just walked out of the house. Now, in his anger, he forgot a couple of things. Number one, he forgot he ain't had no job. He forgot he ain't had no money. 
and he forgot it was 15 degrees outside because it was in the dead of winter. About an hour later, I heard the doorbell ring. He rang the doorbell, apologized and asked for permission to come back home because it dawned on him, even though he didn't like daddy's request, it's better to be with daddy with something you don't like than to be away from daddy doing your own thing. See, a lot of us say, God, I don't like what you're saying. But God said, but this is what I'm saying. But I don't like it and I'm gonna go the way of the world. God says, I'm not gonna stop you. But when it gets hot enough, cold enough, broke enough, trouble enough, I'm gonna hear the doorbell ring. Check out the latest edition of our half-hour daily program and sign up for Dr. Evans' free weekly email devotional when you visit TonyEvans.org. And be sure to join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. What will I say when I'm held to the flame like I am right now? Welcome back to Exploring the Word. Bertie and Alex with you. And let me remind you of those Christmas buttons one more time. And uh, you can order them and wear them and share them. They're, they're, they're attention getter. And uh, you can go to afa.net and click on the resource tab, and AFA resource tab, and you can find that and order those buttons. Well, Alex, in John chapter 12, I think we'll be able to finish it up today. In verse 37, yeah. It says this, although he had done so many signs before them, they did not believe in him. Uh, you know, it's amazing, and I want to go to the cross. We're jumping ahead what we will get to, the two thieves on the cross. They heard the same things. They saw the very same things. They retreated the very same way. One would believe and one would not. I am amazed in the book of Acts you have Paul going to a synagogue or going to a city like Athens and presenting the gospel. You would have some that would believe and hear the same thing, see the same thing. Some would believe and some would not. Uh, and here in verse 37, we're introduced to those that would not believe in him in spite of all the evidence. It's amazing. Mm. Their hearts are hardened, aren't they? Well, uh, in verse 43, we're going to get to something that's very indicative of the human heart even to this day. And let me say, Bert, I was talking to a Christian friend of mine who uh, is in academics, and he said he was very upset with himself. He was in a meeting of professors, and they said, hey, you're a Christian. Do you, do you believe in that stuff, Noah and the flood? And he said, much to his you know, dis, you know, disgust with himself. He said, I couldn't believe the words coming out of my mouth. He said, no, I don't really believe that. And it was almost like Peter who denied the Lord. And he went, went back and apologized and told him, he said, no, I do. I don't know why, but I denied my Lord. But yes, I do believe in Noah's Ark and the flood. Here's the thing. Verse 43 says, they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. Now, we'll go back and talk about uh, this. You know, there's a quotation in verse 38 from Isaiah 53, 1. Lord, who hath believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Bert, I want to say this. By taking on the gift of salvation and receiving the, the gift of forgiveness, the privilege of sonship, that means that we've also taken on the responsibility of discipleship. And Jesus is the Lord and Master, and we are the follower. So all that to say, don't ever be ashamed to say, yeah, you're, you're right. I believe the Bible. I believe Jesus is the one and only Savior. And I believe marriage is between a man and a woman. And whatever the hot-button controversy of the day might be, stand where the Word of God stands Amen. and care about the praise of God more than the empty and fleeting <laughs> and really, frankly, non-existent praise of man. Amen. Alex, that's so well said. What you will find in verse 37 to the end of this chapter is the word believe 
used eight times. You know, I'm going to look at those repeated words, and there it is. They did not believe, and then the verse that you quoted from Isaiah 53, who has believed our report. Again, that is so important. Now, you spoke about verse 43. Listen to verse 42. Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many did believe in him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. Now, we had, we've come across that before, of that fear factor. You know, when the, the parents of the young man who had been healed, because they feared the Jews had been put out of the synagogue, they mm-hmm. said, well, you can talk to him. We're not the ones you need to talk to. And that was that fear. And here you have these that have believed but yet not come out. Now, I want to name two of them probably. One of them was probably Joseph of Arimathea, and the other one is Nicodemus. They had believed, but there's going to come a time when they do come out. There was a change in their heart, and they and, and God continued to work on those two and probably more that they would come but again, there's that battle going on, Alex, that you said in verse 43. And today, Alex and I want to share with you the fleeting praise of men is is just not worth what you risk at not confessing Jesus Christ that he is Lord. And so, Alex, here that battle went on then. It continues today, doesn't it? Well, it does. And let, let me say this. Um, the, the sovereignty of God and the responsibility of man, you, you clearly see both of those in the Bible. And I, I believe we have free will, and God offers the gospel, but God doesn't force it. And so God will call and do everything possible, but he will not compromise his holy nature. He does not override our free will. Nevertheless, let me read from John 12 here. Quotes Isaiah 53, who has believed our report? All right. Verse 39, therefore they could not believe because that Isaiah hath said again, he hath blinded their eyes and hardened their heart that they should not see with their eyes nor understand with their heart nor be converted, and I should heal them. These things said Isaiah when he saw his glory and spake of him. Now this is quotes from Isaiah chapter 6, really 1 through 10. Now Bert, here's the thing. The Bible is clear that God is long-suffering, patient, not willing that any should perish. But the Bible also says, my spirit will not strive with man forever. And and where is that line between um, our heart being hardened, our conscience being seared, and one day we could have believed, another day we can't? I mean, I don't know. There are some things known only to God, but I know this much. When you become aware of Jesus, you better respond. Today is the day, and and we cannot emphasize that too much. You're not assured of tomorrow because of your life ending. You're not assured of what your uh, possibility of coming to Christ is because God's Spirit does not always drive with man. And again, Mm -hmm. Alex and I are admitting we do not know the complete aspect of that, that thought, but I know it's a dangerous thing for you to say no to God. And mm. so you want to say, yes, God, I am here. I'm ready. I, I, I give my life to you. I repent of where I've, who I am, where I'm going, and I turn to you and asking you to save my soul. He'll do that. If you mean it in your heart, he really will, Alex. And so there's those that do believe, and it takes a while. Again, many times uh, that process goes, and you don't know everything you're supposed to do. But I can assure you, if you'll trust the Lord Jesus Christ, he will lead you in the paths of righteousness. He'll bring you to that point. Now, Alex, what we have in verse 44 through 50 is Jesus' last sermon publicly. The rest is kind of private. You'll have a lot of red letter in verses 14 and 15 and 16. Most of it is all red letters. But guess what? It's to individuals. It's to the group. It's not one that is given to the Pharisees and all of the people that are gathered there. So what's this message that he gives? Listen to this. He who believes in me, it believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who sees me, sees him who sent me. 
Here he is again letting them see that he is God in the flesh, that it is God. And if you believe in me, you believe in him. It's not two separate beliefs, Alex. When you trust Christ as your Savior, you're trusting God, the Father. It's not two separate events, is it? No, no, it, it really isn't. It's such a beautiful thing where Jesus says, He that believes on me believes not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me seeth him that sent me. And that's John six forty. You know, if you see the Son and believe in him. Again, uh, and by the way, on at least four previous occasions, Jesus says that he is the light of the world in verse 46. I, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not, for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Now that's a, a quote again from like John 3. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Now, all right, receiving Jesus and receiving the one who sent him, rejecting Jesus and that's a rejection of the one who sent him, receiving his words or rejecting the words of the one who sent him. What Jesus is saying here is, if you've accepted him, you've accepted the Father. If you've rejected him, you've rejected the Father who sent him. Now, in no way, Bert, let me just say this, like verse 49, For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. In no way is this minimizing the full deity of Christ, but Jesus, who is our example, is is showing obedience to the Father. And Jesus, we often say this, fully God, fully man, but not fallen man. At least in the human um, nature of the incarnation, he was here to obey the will of the Father, and we are as believers as well. What is amazing in this relationship between the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is, and I'm going, humility. Notice what Jesus does. He really gives so much glory to the Father. But in that same chapter, chapter of verse 28, we hear hear this voice coming from heaven. I've both glorified it and will glorify it again, talking about the Lord Jesus, raising him up and, and just blessing him. And Alex, Jesus say, you're going to do great. I've done some great things, but you're going to do greater things when? When the Holy Spirit comes and he indwells you. And what does the Holy Spirit do? The Bible says no one calls Jesus Lord apart from the Spirit of God dwelling in them. And so Mm -hmm. this humility that is demonstrated all through the scriptures concerning the Trinity, I find just Uh, It's awesome to me how much more we need to be that humble spirit that that we pass it on. We give that joy and and the glory that we don't have to take it on ourselves, but we give God glory. We give him praise, and that is the whole idea. There's one more thing I wanted to say before you go back, and and let's complete this uh, chapter, and it's this. Notice the light, and you've already mentioned it. He is the light. The Gospel of John, and even in his first John, he makes big deal, and I'm saying that the way I meant to, on light, life, and love. Now, that's in the English translation of those words. They don't all start with the same uh, in the Greek. But in those, do you see those? He's the light of the world. He wants to light up our life and again. He's love, the love of God. God is love. He wants to demonstrate his love in our lives that we might show our good works and glorify the Father who's in heaven. He wants to give us life. Out of death comes life. So all of this comes, how? In a relationship with Christ. Alex, there's no other way to have that. That You can't work it up. Uh, you can't buy it. Uh, you cannot come to the place of living long enough to have it, it comes through a translation of your life as you translate into Christ Jesus by by grace through faith. And it it is glorious to have that light, love, and life, and it be right in us, brother. Well, exactly. And uh, 
Do you remember we were back in John 8, uh, maybe 10 days ago, and Jesus said, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And I I know I, I repeat myself a lot, but, you know, we're living in a time of information. They talk about the information superhighway. And um, I was reading an article, Bert, about uh, a terabyte of information. I don't know how big that is, but that's a lot, a lot, a lot of digital data. And they say that with the internet growing all the time, all this information, that there are, I think they said, 125 terabytes of information for every man, woman, boy, and girl on the planet billions of people. I mean, we can't even imagine that. But imagine all that knowledge, all that information, all that data, and yet to be completely in darkness. And people are. And people have college degrees, and that's fine. That's a good thing. Or at least it can be a good thing. (laughs) People have accomplishments, achievements, fame, money, power, and uh, all the uh, amenities of life. But if you don't have Jesus, you're in darkness. Amen. On the flip side, if you do have Jesus, you have the light of life. And and not only that, Bert, as great as it is to have salvation and to know that you're born again and death, whenever it comes, you're ready because you've trusted Jesus. But I want to tell you, and I've said it many times, one of the other perks of being a believer is, um, remember Jesus told his disciples, he says, I've told you all things. See, we who hold a Bible in our hand, we actually know what true reality is. We know where we came from. God made us. We know what's wrong with the world, sin. We know the one and only solution, the real answer. It's Jesus. We know what tomorrow holds. Christ is coming back one of these days, might be very soon. Bert, I want to, speaking of walking in the light of truth and light, one of the greatest blessings of being a believer, is to know what's going on, you know? Wouldn't you be a little apprehensive in the world today if we didn't know the Lord and know what's going on? That makes all the difference in the world, doesn't it? It makes all the difference in the world, even though we are in darkness, far as the world is concerned, the light of the Lord Jesus Christ has shined in our, shone in our heart, and therefore we can know him. Listen to this last verse, verse 50. And I know that his command is everlasting life. There it is. Therefore, whenever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. He says, I speak the Father. If you've heard me, if you've seen me, Jesus says, you've seen and heard the Father. Hey, we're going to take phone calls. That number, 888-589-8840. Forget about Facebook. The last 10 days we've been banned twice and is unbanning a word. They put us under the ban. Christians and conservatives don't need you, YouTube. Banned one day, banned again. AFR programs are now live streaming on the AFA streaming app. Now you can get shows like today's issues straight from the source. Put back on the next. Just say unbanned. Unbanned. Just search AFA streaming or visit streaming.afa.net to sign up. Weekday mornings at 8 Central, Pastor Jeff Shreve offers real truth for today. I'm the pastor of First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, and the founder of From His Heart Ministries. The world around us is rapidly changing, but God and His truth will never change. I may be the host of the show, but I want God's Word and His truth to be the star of the show. Join Pastor Jeff Shreve each weekday morning at 8 Central for real truth for today on American Family Radio. John Bunyan's epic masterpiece, streaming now. We have to get out, Christiana. It says so in this, and I believe it in here. You're asking me and the children to follow you beyond the borders. It's this weight. The Pilgrim's Progress. Keep that light in your eye and go straight towards it. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep on the straight path. This Christmas, experience the most important journey your family may ever take. I will not fail him. You deceiver. You liar. You will go no further. 
Streaming now free only for a limited time. Visit afa.net forward slash pilgrims. That's afa.net forward slash pilgrims. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Acts 17.26 conveys to us the reality that we were born and placed in the 21st century by God's specific design. He determined before time where we would live and when we would live there. If you're in Minnesota, Mississippi, or Maine, God put you there on purpose. He's not surprised by the darkness we see around us, nor is he caught off guard by it. In fact, he specifically prepared for it by making sure you're alive right now. God can do whatever he wants, but he's chosen to use you and me as ambassadors of his kingdom. We are his torches to light up the darkness. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. 2 Corinthians 5.1 American Family Radio Word of God speak Welcome back. You're listening to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. I'm finding myself in the midst of you Beyond the music, beyond the noise All that I need Welcome back to Exploring the Word. Alex and Bert here. I do want to remind you one last time before we go to calls about the buttons. Just so beautiful. And you can go to resources.afa.net, resources.afa.net for the Jesus Our Living Hope button. It says Merry Christmas. Beautiful way to share the gospel at this time of year. And uh, I, I just have an idea it'll Put a smile on your face just to be wearing one of those buttons. I do. Really? If you don't like that, then wear the wristbands. They're available as well. And yes. uh, so great, great opportunity, Alex. You're right. Hey, by the way, Alex, I'm not cutting into you. have something to say. I wanted to ask you something. But we have a lot of lines open. Just one person's called in. So if you want to have the opportunity to talk right now, make that call at 888 Alex, is everything going good in North Carolina, and what what's up for you, brother? Well, uh, thanks for asking. Hey, I know uh, July is a ways off, but July 7 through 9, I'm going to be at The Cove in western North Carolina, the Billy Graham Training Center at The Cove, and I'll be doing the book of Second Peter. Now, last summer we did First Peter, one of my very most favorite books of the Bible, and we'll do a little review of First Peter. We'll wrap up Second Peter, and the theme is thriving till he comes, Amen. thriving till he comes. And I would ask people if you would pray about coming July 7 through 9. The Cove is a life-changing experience. The Billy Graham Training Center, the website is thecove.org, T-H-E-C-O-V-E. And uh, just poke around there. You'll find my name on that website. And uh, so I would, let me just say, might be a good Christmas gift. Send somebody to the Cove for Amen. next summer. Hey, you get a double blessing being at the Cove and hearing Alex as well. So I'll pray you'll do that. Well, those calls started coming in, so let's get to as many as we can. Dale Amen. Dale in Texas. Welcome, Dale. Hello. Yes, you're Hello. on. Go Hello. right ahead, brother. Yeah, I heard a while ago I may have misunderstood something about uh, y'all were saying about the uh, the people who had believed uh, not all of them uh, confessed before men because they they were ashamed or they were afraid of one thing or another. Uh, there was only one condition for uh, salvation, according to Scripture, and that's to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, every single one of those people who had believed, but they may not have confessed before men, they were all saved according to Scripture. They okay, Dale, thank you, brother. Again. Yeah, great, great call, great. Let me share with you when we say that. Each one of those, uh, you believe, uh, that's what I was trying to say. They didn't immediately respond. Joseph did not immediately respond and come out. Nicodemus didn't immediately, but they did. 
Uh, in other words, what happens, Dale, when that trust in Jesus Christ happens and you believe, you trust him, uh, it will be. Let me just quote this scripture from Matthew 10, 32 and 33. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I'll also confess before my Father who is in heaven. And verse 33, whoever denies me before men, him I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. So there is that working of the Holy Spirit in our lives, I think, Alex, that, uh, you know, again, if you believe and then you die and you haven't had the opportunity to tell everybody about it, you go to heaven. We know that. But, Alex, there is that, what would it be, an expectation if that faith is real, you're going to share it? Oh, amen, amen. Uh, Well, it changes your life. I mean, when you really have what we call saving faith. And, Bert, um, saving faith is more than, like, wishful thinking. I mean, it's a specific faith with a specific object, Um, admission of sin, trust in Jesus Christ, believing what God says about being born again and the life of a disciple. So the word faith is used a lot, but really what the Bible tells us is it's got to be a specific faith in a specific person who did a specific thing, died and rose again, to give us a specific result, and that's the new birth, forgiveness. Yeah. In the book of James, it even talks about the demons either believe and tremble uh, there's that hidden knowledge of belief. This is uh, this is deeper than that. It is not believing that he can, but it is trusting him. The word comes out, trust him, faith in him. Uh, and, and it's a hard word to put into a verb, Alex, from the Greek. And we've tried it in many ways, trusting, faith in him, believing in him, and it is coming into relationship with him. But Dale, Yes, uh, you believe in Christ Jesus and it was real, you are saved. But again, notice it just works out of the confession uh, as you walk with him. So we appreciate your call, brother. We want to go to Ohio and talk to Gary. Gary, welcome. Yes, uh, I listen to you far every day, and I'm a Christian, and I I can forgive, but it seems like my family can't forgive some of the things that I've done, and I wonder why uh, they won't forgive me. Well, Mm. Alex, uh, as a pastor, I've dealt with this so many times. Gary, I have. They're hurt beyond measure, and uh, what what they do and what they don't do, Gary, I don't mean to say— uh, it's not an issue with you. It is an issue because you want to receive that. But the main thing you want to do is make sure that you've received the forgiveness from Christ Jesus that is real. Walk in it and respond to that and live in it. And you f- give them weight as they see you. The possibility of them forgiving you is real. But, Alex, forgiveness is one of those things that's in an event with a process. Do you know what I mean mm-hmm. by that? I mean, I it's hard to nearly yeah. explain, but go ahead. Yeah, and, and I'm sorry. I, I feel like I can detect, you know, the hurt in your voice. And let me just say, and this might sound simplistic, Bert, but, you know, time heals all wounds, has been said. It's the Lord that heals all wounds. Brother, pray and, and just be patient. Honestly, through circumstances and the work of the Holy Spirit, I have seen families come back together that had, humanly, it would have been irreparable damage. But Bert, the 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 good Lord can mend fences and heal hearts. Brother, don't give up. Just keep your joy in the Lord. Keep on praying. Be patient. Keep loving people, even if they don't immediately reciprocate. Um, our God is God of resurrection, and that might even include resurrected relationships, Bert. Hallelujah. Let me just tell you, Gary, I've seen it. I have seen it in marriage. I've seen it with fathers and sons and daughters. Uh, God can do an amazing work, but many times God doesn't force his way on them, so it takes time with that opportunity. So, Gary, we're praying for you. Write the name of Gary down, those of you who are listening, and pray for him and for his family for forgiveness. 
Let's is it Chantilly in Virginia? Hello, guys. How y'all doing? Good. Go right ahead. Good. I am just looking for some direction to encourage myself. You know, he's kind of walked away from the Lord a little bit because as a teenager, he discovered that he was abused, and we didn't know anything about it, which caused him to fall into anxiety and depression. He's pushed through all that. He, he did walk away from the Lord from serving. Um, he's he pushed through all that. He's married, but him and his wife, they just took on at every turn. Okay. And I believe... Chantilly, you're, you're breaking up, but I think Alex and I have a sufficient information to share. Uh, you caught some of that, didn't you, Alex? Yes, yes, I, I, I did. And, um, Bert, what was the basic gist of the question? Because there was a little bit of a breakup. Uh, yeah. A grown child who's walked away from the Lord, went through a lot of difficulties younger, and now is suffering from depression and anxiety, and it's working in his present family. Uh, we need to pray for them, but we need to encourage uh, Chantilly there. We, I think we can yeah. do that. You know, Bert, I just was reading uh, this Newsweek report uh, today, and I, I've mentioned it earlier about uh, November 30, just you know, a day ago, this thing came out about 40% of the millennials and younger that even though raised in church seemed to be walking away or doubting. Uh, the, talk about a pandemic. I would say the the falling away and the unbelief of 35 and younger, that's a real pandemic to pray about these days, isn't it? It really is. And so let me say this, uh, Chantilly, I hope you're listening. What you want to do, you want to be that person that is strong, encouraging your grown son. Uh, you cannot force it, but you can pray for him. Uh, and and what you want to do is try to find someone that you completely trust and get them to join you in this prayer. And, and do everything you can to get the physical realm. If it's a physical ailment, like something that can happen, uh, encourage them to get the physical, medical care that they have, but pray for Chantilly and, and her grown son. We'll, we'll appreciate that so much and thank God for it. Let's go mm-hmm. to Texas and talk to Ron. Ron, welcome. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for having me on. Uh, just a real quick question. I was looking for like a chronological Bible map of, say, events and people's dates. You know, this guy reigned from here to here like Uzziah or something like that, if y'all had any good Bible references for that or mm. reference maps for that. Okay. Bert, one of the best things that I ever had, uh, there, there's a book called The Bible Timeline. Have you have you seen yes, that I book? Yes, I do. And a lot, of, a lot of Bible helps have a timeline in that as well. Go ahead. Well, and, and let me say this, and, and we, we are very reluctant to endorse, you know, because— you know, there, there's so many good publishers out there, and if I if I endorse one by name, somebody else might say, well, why didn't you endorse this one? So if I'm speaking out of school here, I ask forgiveness. But there's a publisher, and I have written for them, Rose Publishing, R-O-S-E, Rose. I think they are in Pasadena, California. But, Bert, they have made these Bible timelines that show how things overlap and what circumstance happened and who was king, uh, you know, those are really good. But then the other thing, I got this Bible timeline book, and I forget who published it, but the thing about it, Bert, I'm going to say it was about 12 inches by about 18 inches, and it unfolded to really about a 15-foot-long chart. Have you ever seen that book? I have. Yes, I have, and And it is great. The beautiful thing about it was, not only does it lay out chronologically what's going on in the Bible, but the other world events contemporary with this, from Greece and Rome and uh, the Asian world. And so these Bible timelines are good. And one last thing that I'll say, it shows that what we believe is historical. It's real. It really happened. It does. And, and so we hope that'll help, Ron. Matter of fact, there's 11 books in the Old Testament that when you read them, uh, you've read. That is the chronological order, Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, Joshua, Judges. And, and then you go to 
First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, Ezra and Nehemiah, and you have covered the 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 whole Old Testament. All the others is commentaries or prophecies that took place during that period of time. And you get that chronological. Those of us that think chronologically and geographically, man, those really help us in a tremendous way. I want to go to Georgia and talk to Charles. Charles, welcome. Hey, yes, uh, Charles and Alma. Uh, there's two verses in Acts 5, 13 and 14. No one else dared to join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. It seems like a contradiction. Okay, and that's Acts 5, 13 mm-hmm. and 14, Alex. I don't. We don't have a lot of time. I'm reading it. Do you know that offhand that you can respond? Well, you know, remember this is when Ananias and Sapphira had died. You remember that? That's exactly right. That's in chapter 5, and that had taken place, verses 1 through 11. Yeah, and it says that, you know, fear fell on all the people. Great fear came upon all the church. Now, um, I I think maybe it it doesn't mean that there weren't people getting saved, but I got to tell you, verse 13, and the rest durst no man join himself to them. More believers were added to the Lord. I I got to think people counted the cost. Before I become a believer and join Peter and the church, um, Do I am I willing to be the circumspect person that is obviously necessary to be a follower of the King of Kings? I, I think people were still coming to Christ and getting saved, but I think they were realizing this is a very significant commitment. I do, too. There's a bunch that walked away, verse 13, but there was also a great group that joined them. And so you had those, you still had that same response, you always, those that believe, those that do not. And so they were, they seemed to be equal. But this, notice what it says in verse 12, even after Ananias and Sapphira were, were what happened and they died, it says, and through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And so th- what did they do? The Jesus, the signs that he did, Alex, you had some people that would respond and say, he is Lord, we're following him. Others see those same signs and reject him. (laughs) It's been going on forever, hasn't it? It really has. Uh, Folks, come to Christ. He loves you so. He'll forgive. He'll restore. And do you know what? All those things that you long for for yourself, the dreams, the blessings you want, you're going to find them when you relinquish your life to the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Tomorrow is Fire Away Friday. That means we get to talk to a whole lot of people. Uh, we missed about three that had called in today. Uh, sorry about that, but we answered some. But tomorrow, we'll get to as many as we can. So tune in tomorrow for Fire Away Friday. And tell someone about AFR and exploring the Word. But more importantly, tell them about Jesus. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.